That's the one thing all great teams have in common. Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I bet if that talk was a cheese broken, you'd stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Quack, 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 no! It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey everybody, we're the Ducks. I'm Mike. That's Daphne. Hey. And that's Vishnu. Hello. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, Definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. We are back. Tommy and Kevin had to miss another week. They're busy people. So I called in some ringers. I called in Daphne, called in Vishnu. You may remember them from the trivia contest. Uh, both made fairly deep runs. Vishnu went all the way to the finals there. Uh, ended up beating Daphne in, was it the second round or third round? I don't remember. But they're back because on that that trivia episode, we kind of got into something that I had never really thought about, which was basically that Charlie in D3 was really just a Jesse clone, and they got rid of Jesse. Uh, Daphne, this is your theory. So yeah. do you, let's have you lay it out there, and then we'll see uh how deep we go into this and and see what we want to talk about from there but i want to hear you know the general theory first all right all right um well i just told you i have a lot of thoughts so i'm not even really sure how to start off but <laughs> um you know i guess you know i can say uh you know i got into the mighty ducks when i was like a kid and i rewatched it when i was a teen and then they announced Game Changers. And I was like, oh, you know what? I used to love this. So let me just rewatch it now as an adult and, um, you know, prepare for the upcoming show. This was when I thought, oh, it would be about Charlie and stuff. But, you know, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I vividly remembered some key plot points. So, you know, they changed some of the cast in D2. Oh, they went to school in D3. But I didn't really remember everything. So I watched D3 and I fully expected like Portman and Jesse to show up at the end. I was like, oh yeah, no, that's right. They'll show up at the end. <laughs> because I just remembered like, no, Jesse's totally in this movie for some reason. Mm -hmm. So it turns out he wasn't in the movie, obviously. But then I was like, wait, I don't remember this. Like, why didn't I miss Jesse? Because, um, you know, to me personally, he had a very strong presence in D1 and D2. And for me to be like, wait, I don't remember that he wasn't in this. And why didn't I miss him? It was, you know, it was kind of off. And then upon another rewatch, I was like, okay, now I get it. I just realized it was, I didn't really miss him in that movie. It's because they just straight up stole, you know, his traits and gave them to Charlie. <laughs> And um, this is actually funny because I was watching an interview a few weeks ago and I saw this YouTube comment and it basically pointed out how the setting for the third movie would have basically been Jesse's worst nightmare. Like it's a school full of cake eaters, <laughs> you know, just preppy rich people, but he's not there. And so it's like, okay, but why? It's just because they gave that entire, you know, eat the rich, I hate rich people. That's right, just goes straight to Charlie. Because Charlie in D1 and D2, 
to me, he wasn't really biased. He was like, oh, Bombay's a hawk. That's fine. You know, let's welcome Adam to the team. Okay, great. It was Jesse. It was always like, um, cake eater. I don't like this. But in D3, Charlie, straight from the bed, he tells Bombay, like, this is a stupid school, full of snobs. He calls Banks cake eater. You know, he calls him a preppy. Um, he basically just goes, um, go cry to your rich parents. Like, all of that is just straight up. That's just D1 Jesse talking to me. Because, you know, like I said, Charlie didn't really care about that kind of stuff in D1 and D2, at least not from what I've seen. So that that's the first thing that I'm just like, okay, well, they took that from Jesse and they just gave it to Charlie because this is the setting for D3, a rich school, and they are, you know, the poor kids. Let's say it like that. Um, the second thing that I think they really just took from Jesse and gave straight to Charlie would be his role on the team. Like, you know, Charlie's always been kind of like a prominent character. Like, I'm, I think it made sense that the char character narrative switched from Bombay to Charlie, considering, you know, Charlie's basically Bombay's favorite kid. He kind of acted like Bombay's conscious. But like, when you look at his role in the team itself in D1 and D2, he was, you know, he was very much a character on the sidelines. He wasn't a great player. He didn't really have any sway over the team because they were all like, oh, that's fast way, whatever. <laughs> Even though he was captain in D2, which was a little bit fake, considering <laughs> Banks was apparently also captain in D2, but whatever. Um, you know, he was important to the story, like to Bombay's story, but he wasn't really an important player. You know, I, I say this with love because he's my favorite character, but... <laughs> <laughs> It was very noticeable how in D3, he was suddenly like, oh, the leader of the pack. He was calling the shots. He, um, you know, Orion made him the first line center after Banks left for varsity. So suddenly he was also one of their best players. So it's kind of like, wait, what What just happened? What, what, what was that switch? Uh -huh. So to me, it's just like, okay, well, maybe the reason why I didn't really miss Jesse in D3 is because... Charlie's just straight up became him. <laughs> and like, okay. I don't really, I don't, I do have to say, like, I don't think it's his entire personality because, you know, I think the Charlie we see in D3 is kind of similar to the Charlie we see in the first movie. Like, you know, he's kind of emotional in a D1. He tries to murder Carp. He runs out <laughs> of the diner crying. He, he has that emotional part. And like, you know, he still loves pranks that involve animal feces. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there are like they, they, he is very similar to D1 too but there are just those two traits that I mentioned before it's just that's just Jesse to me okay I like this I right. like this that was just an entire like monologue but okay uh no it was good <laughs> I like this it's like a merger almost now Vishnu do you do you agree with this sentiment and do you have anything you know to add that you think Daphne might have, you know, missed to the argument? Um, you know, as Daphne was talking, I was reminded of another movie which takes place in the upper Midwest, Eight Mile, in which, it, spoiler mm. alert for Eight Mile, um, Eminem basically wins the battle because he goes first and says all the lines that the other person was going to say, because that was completely, that was almost in a complete alignment uh, with okay. Daphne with uh, everything she, <laughs> she said there, like almost like word for word about stuff I was uh, going, going to go into. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, I would add the, I guess the, the two major points are in, in D3, Charlie's whole class warfare persona, or just talking mm-hmm. about rich kids and he calls right. Adam Takeo. That, that's a complete, that does not happen in the first two movies. Just picture, no. you know, if you remove your perception of D3, Charlie, to who he is in one and two, it's like he might be literally the last duck you would think who would do that in, in part three because to absolutely every, as everyone knows he's the one who wants to welcome adam banks to the team in, in part mm-hmm. one whereas jesse steps forward is like nope we're not going to do that and it's <laughs> it's like what what's going on here like if if because like d3 is kind of in our minds now we, we understand what happens i mean we kind of accept it but really think about it charlie and d1 and two and charlie and d3 it's like this is a completely different person um the other two things is just his his talent as a player. Mm-hmm. He's he could literally be the worst player on the team in D one in particular. Even even Carp Carp <laughs> calls him Spazway. He'll mess up, <laughs> right? Yeah. So and for him to all of a sudden in D three say, "I'm not," you know, "I'm a scorer." I'm like, "Are you really?" Because at that point in the movie, I think he other than the goalies, he literally might have the the fewest points on the team or be tied for fewest. I mean, count it up. I think at one point I did, and I. Huh. I, I literally, I mean, obviously, like Guy and Averman have scored, Fulton and the Russ Tyler, we all seem to score many goals. And outside of his penalty shot in part one, I think you see him maybe score, or I, I forget, I, I, for that trivia contest, I went into way too much detail about this, how he went so far. <laughs> um, I, I think he only gets one more point in the whole movie. It's, it's you, at times he announces the wrong name. So I, I think in D1, he actually has a goal, but he's, the announcer said it's Averman. Anyway, point being, he's not a scorer at that point in the movie. Mm. In, in in deep uh, in, in the series and i think you could actually argue he's really a defenseman in the first movie uh, he's not a centerman there's the very famous oreo line you know the, the the forwards are terry jesse and gee and obviously adam banks is a forward and um i think and, and i'm not going to go through all their positions but he's not a scorer in the first two movies and he's not the team leader uh, by any means um jesse i would argue is a team leader and there are probably many other people um ahead of him um, Jesse's the people, uh, the, the leader that the Ducks follow uh, when first talking to Bombay on the ice and then the, the showdown with Banks. Um, he's the team leader, certainly in part one, and I would argue in part two as well. It's not Charlie. Charlie's the, the teacher's pet. He's the one they make fun of. Right. And in my experience, you don't make fun of leaders. I was a bit of a teacher's pet in school. And um, believe me, I was not the leader <laughs> of um, <laughs> my my friends here. Um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to make uh, other notes here. And just... Obviously, the head of the, the V, the flying V, is Jesse mm-hmm. in the first two movies. All of a sudden, it's Charlie, mm. um, which... That's a great point. And I and just Charlie's role... I understand Bombay was on in part three, and he's obviously the main character in the first two movies. Uh, and they had the, the writers and direct, this, you know, the producers, the director had to adjust the movie a bit here. But just the way the rest of the team relates to Charlie in part three, I mean, part of that is a Jesse thing, and part of it is it's just not a Charlie thing. Charlie's main interaction in one and two is with Bombay. He has a few things with the, the rest of the team. Right? There's the the dog in part one, and um, he doesn't honestly. Charlie's like not really a thing in part two. 
he gathers the ducks because <laughs> I don't think that's really a leader thing. I think that's him being teacher's pet. And obviously, who does he get first? Yeah. Uh, Jesse. And um, in in part two, like yeah, and he's so I'm sorry. I meant to say this too. He's such a bad player. He gives up his spot on the team. Whereas like yeah, and no one really objects to it. That's not something the Charlie and part three would that would ever happen to them. So yeah, that's basically his thing in part two is he gives up his spot, and he has a weird um, notion that the USA team should be the USA Ducks. His thing is is really weird, but you know we'll we'll kind of <laughs> bypass that. I understand the common pushback to that is players get better, and I I can accept that to a degree, but it, there's still conflict there. The idea that he's a scorer, that he's the leader of the team, um, in in part three he the word the name Charlie is said many many times. Whereas I think you can count on one hand the times the word the word Charlie is said by a character who's not named Bombay or Charlie's mom. I mean, really think about it. How many times yeah. is, is another duck say Charlie? Great I said point. the chant at the end um, of part one, and that's yeah. that's about it. Um, I don't know. I know Mike. You've done a number of interviews with um the others with producers, and I believe interviewed the writer of part three. I don't recall. Mm -mm. That it was named, but um, I don't know what went into uh, I believe his name is Brandon Adams, is the actor who plays Jesse. Is, is that right. accurate? I don't know if he wasn't available because part of me thinks that perhaps the reason he wasn't brought back is because they knew his character would be almost you know superfluous with Charlie being having this character change. I know a number of actor characters in part three don't really do much, um, but still, I don't know how much that played a role in that, yeah. It's it a lot of a lot of things to sift through here, but. It is interesting. So the war writer uh, was Jim Bernstein. He wrote D3. Steve Brill was tangentially involved, but it was really his movie. We do have an episode with him. I'll link it in the show notes. I don't think we ever really got into the whole Jesse situation, but we did talk about he saw, you know, Bombay wasn't available for most of the movie. So he said, I had to elevate one duck. Um, he basically looked at the duck, said, who's the most important die can you pick charlie and that's why it was more charlie focused uh so i think charlie's just a little deeper in d3 to a sense which makes me question like was jesse the most you know thorough and built out character in d1 or d2 is there anybody else that, uh, outside of like bombay is there anybody else that like comes close then no yeah i suppose Oh, sorry, Daphne. I mean, it's talk first. I, I, I'm not. Oh, no, no, you go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm certainly not arguing that Jesse should be the main character of part three at, at all. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. I was just stating that Charlie's character basically became Jesse uh -huh. to yeah. a very large degree, like to the point, I mean, his role on the team and as a player, um, I, I would argue, if you look at what they do on the ice, obviously Banks is the best player. I think in one and two, you could argue Jesse's second best, certainly top three or, or four. And that's about where Charlie fits in, I would argue, in, in part three. He's, the head of the V, lead of the team. He hates rich people. That's I don't think he focused enough on that. Like that's like what <laughs> what, what yeah. happened here? <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, Daphne. I didn't have anything to add to that. Um, <laughs> I think you could argue like maybe it should have been Charlie and Jesse mm. instead of just one character. Like make the conflict internal. Actually, like maybe Charlie is the captain, but you know he was giving attitude. Orion was like, well, you don't really deserve it. I'm going to give it to Jesse. Like, give that internal conflict. I think that would have been really fun to watch. But, like, I also agree with that uh, theory that the actor, Brandon, maybe saw the script and was like, hey, peace out. Because, like I've said before, there is a version of the D2 script that's, like, 
where Jesse is actually like involved, but he gets like five lines total. That is less than Portman who shows up at the end. Hmm. And the funniest thing about that is those five lines actually go to Charlie in the movie itself. Ooh. Like the take eater line goes to Charlie. There was the line yeah. about, oh, let's go to school. We don't want to keep the preppies waiting or whatever. Also a Jesse line in that script. Um, the Antsville line, like, oh, Antsville, you know, the with the ants. Also a Jesse line. Like, I'm not saying these lines are like, oh, only Jesse could have said them except for the cake eater one. I think that's a Jesse line. But I think it's kind of obvious that they did give Charlie the lines that were meant for someone else. That, that so, is really interesting yeah that is very interesting like i know i don't know whether they wrote this script when they already knew like okay maybe jesse won't come back so we'll minimize his screen time to like five lines or if this was the script that like landed with brandon and he was like eh, what the hell is this because <laughs> you know he had nothing to do in that script like even Dwayne had more to do in that script sorry Dwayne. But <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Oh, yeah, um, that is interesting. The yeah, that that obviously led to credence to that they you know can morph these two characters if they just gave him the lines. the The class warfare thing is something I haven't really thought about, but it's tough to argue against. Like mm -hmm. Charlie was very accepting of Banks. He didn't really care about Bombay being a high class lawyer. You know, he's trying to get him with his mom which like smart move but still uh yeah didn't really care too much about that and like was really pushing for it so yeah that one is tough to argue Vishnu as you said the, there is an argument that Charlie got better uh he I, I mean he was on team USA for the junior goodwill games I I don't have the stats in front of me I also you know took some stats I don't have the stats in front of me, but I'll put them in the show notes. I Yeah, he doesn't do, like, I can't think of a memorable hockey moment from Charlie outside of, you know, the penalty shots and whatnot. Uh, you know, passing to Goldberg in D3 is probably one of his top three. So that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to poke holes in this argument. And I think the only thing is, as Daphne mentioned, Charlie was a bit of a, like a, I don't want to say hothead, but he had he was very emotional mm -hmm. in D1 and D2. So, like, maybe that he just got more angsty as he was a teenager. Um, yeah, replacing him in the V, great point. Now, Jesse, I think D1, he was, you could argue, the central character outside of Bombay. Are you okay with how he was portrayed in D2? Yeah, Jesse. Um, yeah, you know, you add more characters to it who all have their own little um, shtick. Yeah, I understand there's there's less room for the ducks, but as someone that that was my favorite character when I first saw the movies, and it's probably part of my passionate <laughs> the, the defense of uh, his his erasure. I, I thought he had a good role. He had, he led the V again. Um, he had some funny lines. I liked this part. It, it wasn't looking for more from him. I thought it was. I, I mean. Going back to, not to bring everything to Charlie versus Jesse, but Jesse, I would argue, might have a bigger part in D2 than Charlie does. I mean, what does Charlie really do? He does. He, he, he gathers the ducks and uh, he sits out 
don't understand. Yeah, he. I guess he convinces the team to you know believe Bombay. I believe it's Jesse who doesn't want to believe Bombay when he comes back yeah. in the Germany yeah. game. So, uh, yeah, I guess the whole thing of Charlie. Charlie is very um sort of he wants to appease authority so this whole change in d3 where he's like going against everything is interesting but again i guess you could argue that you know he's he's okay with authority as long as it's bombay we've never really seen him with authority outside of that and his mom you know he does get in detention in school so i think there's little elements there that charlie you know could have turned into this but the evidence is is sort of overwhelming um, that, you know, especially with the lines going to him. I'm yeah, starting to believe that the, that this character is a merger of Charlie and Jesse. But uh, Daphne, Jesse and D2, were you okay with him? Um, I liked his role in D2, but what I kind of missed is him just having a big moment like <clears throat> it felt like everyone in d2 just kind of had their come up and like a big moment you know julie with her shot charlie gave up his spot adam coming back with the rest of the jury um the bash brothers kenny with his little spinny i like that Basically, he got the penalty shot he got the first penalty shot i thought that was a yeah that was, was a nice a touch because yeah. he did get the most focus outside of banks with that one penalty shot but it it wasn't really something that was like, oh, look, this is Jesse. He's going to do it. Like with Adam, because, you know, the, the entire music changed with Adam. And, you know, mm -hmm. you saw them look at the bench. You know, oh, wow, this is a special moment. And Jesse didn't really get that. So I was kind of missing that, especially with like Gunnar, for example. Like Gunnar got to call him something in Icelandic, but Jesse was just kind of like, um, okay, I guess. And we never really saw him get that moment like, okay, well, I'm going to beat your ass, which I was kind of waiting for. <laughs> yeah. You know, at the end, we got Charlie having that little moment with Gunnar. Gunnar being like, well, good luck. Or, well, thank you, Captain Doc, whatever. I don't even remember the line. But it was it just felt like Jesse didn't get his big moments. And that that's kind of what I was missing in D2. But the rest, I liked it. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, I do, do want to add. Oh, oh go I ahead. Add for Charlie, <laughs> I think he just has blatant daddy issues. <laughs> like it's not authority; it's just the fact that he thinks that Bombay is his father figure. Got it. And in D three, it's kind of like, well, you're leaving me, just like my dad did, and now we're getting someone else, aka Coach Orion, and he didn't like that. So, I think if you look at it from that angle. It's more like, oh, he was rebelling because he missed his dad. Okay. I like that. I like that. Although, it, you know, it sort of would make sense, you know, that he takes a turn and starts being, uh, yeah, more, I guess, more of a rebel, a la Jesse. I mean, they're uh, 14. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I don't know. I came into this kind of skeptical, but I don't have any real strong arguments that point the other way other than you know maybe he got a little better you know he's dealing with the dad stuff but he does whether you know conscious or not uh he does sort of inherit some jesse traits maybe jesse just rubbed off on him, and that's why he's more like jesse 
maybe I I don't know. Do we have any insight into like how well Jesse and Charlie were friends? I mean, I think they were pretty close. I mean, there was this one moment in D2 where, you know, you said it before, Jesse wasn't really vibing with Bombay. And on the ice, when he's trying to do the flying V, well, he doesn't want to do it. And he looks towards Charlie. Like, I've always mm. wondered, like, why did he look at Charlie out of everyone? Mm. Like, th- why was that a thing? I I kind of, this goes back to a, a prior point. I, I think Charlie's not really, at least that we see, that close to anyone on the team other than Bombay. That, that, that was my whole point, why part three is so weird. Because you just hear his name a lot more from the other players. Whereas, I mean, seriously, count it out. I mean, we watched the, the first two movies and just see how often the character says the, name, the word Charlie. And I less than five times, I, I'm like, I could, I guarantee you. Um, a, a question I had that's not so much about Jesse uh, as it is about Charlie. I was, I was curious about when, because Daphne mentioned it earlier, um, when Gunner calls Charlie Captain Duck at the end of D2, I also thought a throwaway line. He didn't literally mean he was the captain of the Ducks. Like he was just saying, you know, you kind of coach the team. Because I never, up, up until that point, I would have not said Charlie was the captain, like at, at all. Right. And obviously, they make him the captain of part three, which kind of changes your memory of it. And now the the you know the 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 D five jerseys have the C on the Conway, so everyone oh he's the captain. But up until that point, I thought it was just a throwaway line saying coach Duck might be weird. So I said captain Duck. That's all I always thought of it. Um, and I wonder if the the writers, then you said I already forgot, <laughs> Mike. I'm sorry. Just saw the end of that. Oh, he's the captain. Let's make him the captain of the team in part three, and we'll have that be like a big part of the storyline. That's how I always perceived it, and I always thought it was weird that they did that. Yeah, it's a great point because Gunner obviously watched Charlie on the bench and like Captain Duck, like Coach Duck, whatever. Yeah. I do. I that is that is a good point, and I do think we're sort of um, retconning a little bit about you know how important Charlie's leadership was because it's really you know. Bombay goes to Charlie first to round up the ducks and then they round him up together. It's not like Charlie is really has like a great idea, but I guess in that to go back to the Charlie Jesse relationship, Jesse does seem happy to see Charlie when he, you know, they go to the roundup. So I, my, my concluding theory is that Jesse, you know, went to public school, didn't want to go. And, and Charlie in this new situation, Bombay leaving, took some of those traits that he learned from Jesse and incorporated them into himself. So I think, I think he unconsciously kind of did that, but, but Jesse rubbed off on him enough to be, you know, he needed to be Jesse in that moment. So that, that's how I'm, I'm taking it, but you guys could take it out. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I think think it depends. Do you want to look at it? Uh, Hey, Fave. I don't know if that's a term you're familiar with, Mike, or if you want to like go with the storyline and how it worked in story and why Charlie is this way. I mean, if you're practically from outside, you know, as, as what happened as creators is that having Charlie being the main character of part three as a teacher's pet wasn't really that interesting. So I had to make him a bad boy yeah, <laughs> for, yeah. To, have the, to drive the plot, you know? So that's a, that's a great point. Like, yeah. Cause if he, if he, he chose Charlie to elevate. So Charlie yeah. had to be, there's had to be some sort of conflict so yeah he couldn't just be yeah he couldn't just be yeah the the guy who followed around orion and like did the right things because that's kind of d1 again so i'll take it i'll take it i think it's a merger of jesse and charlie and what percentage you want to put jesse versus what percentage you want charlie i don't know i don't know i think 
I think he's still more Charlie than Jesse in D3. But do you agree with that, Daphne? Um, I think he... I guess I do agree with that. Just like I said, I think we see a lot of D1 Charlie in D3 Charlie, even though in D2, he doesn't really do anything. But I agree that, um, you know, he still has... It's essentially Charlie from D1. That I think that's true. I've like compared it to um, Kirby, you know that uh, character, the the pink blob who kind of uh-huh. eats people and then becomes them. Like that's still Kirby, but with different traits from a different character. Like I see it as that. Yeah. And Charlie. I like the theory where you know Jesse left and Charles like, well, who's gonna take over the team? Well, it's gotta be me. And then, well, he basically flops at that. He's not a great leader, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. So towards the end, he becomes more himself, like after his talk with Bombay and when he realizes, okay, I should give Orion an actual chance. Like that's when he becomes, you know, D1, D2, Charlie to me. Yeah. That... Before that, like even the flying bee, he couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah it's like he just took on someone else's traits and then realized wait this isn't me now i'm gonna go back to who i am yeah now i like that theory (laughs) now i'm thinking about a whole new episode about charlie's you know leadership style throughout the the movies and where we where we go with that how do we rate that but uh vishnu charlie d3 is he more charlie or more jesse you know, I mean, if we really prescribe to the theory that he has major daddy issues in the first two movies and that his resulting character in part three is a result of that, then I, I can say more Charlie. If we're not, I'm, I'm looking at, at who the player he is on the ice, his role on the team, and his the class warfare, I think he's more Jesse, to be honest. If you yeah. want to say that's that Char, that's who Charlie would become naturally, then I will go on that route. But it, it, is the Charlie in part three more like one in D1, D2 Charlie or D1, D2 Jesse? I would still say the more like Jesse for the reasons mentioned. Just play on the ice, his yeah. role in the team, and uh, class warfare. Don't forget the class I warfare. Do wanna, I do want to add, um, like in that script that I mentioned, uh, the old one, and also in the novelization that I've also read a few times, there's actually a line in there that where Charlie compares Bombay to his dad leaving. Mm. So to me... It is very obvious that this is just Blade and Daddy issues. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, they took that out of the movie, and I don't really know why. Maybe because they, you know, didn't want to make Bombay dad terrible. Like, oh, you're my dad, you're leaving, just like my real dad. Uh-huh. So maybe it's because of that. But yeah, when you read that script, I think it was like, oh, so you're bailing on me or like my real dad? Like, don't send me a birthday card, something like that. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> So when you take that in, it's kind of like, okay, well, maybe if if you look at it from that point of view, okay, I can understand why Charlie was so angsty in D3. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. As Vishnu pointed out, the, the class warfare thing, yeah, like I don't have a good answer for, like other than him, you know, Jesse, you know, convincing him that rich people are bad and they deserve not to, you know play on the same team as them but uh yeah that that is probably the strongest argument we'll leave it up to the quackalites uh and i i do want to hear you know your theories on this because i feel like we could go deeper but we, you know we're already had a half an hour so i'm gonna skip the quack question 
And for us, thequacktech.com, go there, contact us, give us your theories on Charlie versus Jesse, D3, Charlie being Jesse and all that kind of stuff. Uh, go to Twitter at, at quacktechpod, facebook.com slash pod, Instagram at quacktechpod. Go to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen. Give us five stars. It helps us, you know, bump up the charts. And thanks to our producers. I think Ed, Ed re-upped as a producer. So thank you to Ed. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Bad boy. <laughs>